the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. All right, I've noticed every time I say I'm fired up and I'm excited, and I am, but I want to switch it up a little bit. I'm fired up and excited, but I'm really blessed and honored to introduce you to Annette Ford. She's written a book that's blessed me, and I believe that it will bless you. It's called Tears of Joy. It's a 10-week journey. I took this journey in a day and a half. So it's not as Annette intended, but um, boy, we want to talk about it. And I just feel like I don't even want to encourage, <laughs> this is going to sound so backwards, Annette. I don't want to encourage you to go and buy this book. What I want to encourage you is to pray and ask Jesus, would this book be good for my soul and spirit? Would this book be good for me? And I want to put the Put it on you who are listening and watching just to pray and say, because maybe this is a book for you right now and a journey to go on. I, I'm so blessed by it. Again, I'm not going to sell it and push it, um, but I'm so blessed by it. And I think you're going to be blessed by meeting Annette, and we're going to have her read some of the book. We're going to talk about some of the elements, and you're going to be blessed even if God just says, just listen and enjoy and be a part of this conversation. Join us at the table. So having said that, Annette, welcome to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing really well. And I'll start with a little correction. It's actually oh. not tears of joy. It's the oh. gift of tears. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. How did I write that down wrong? Hey, that's listeners. okay. That's actually, it's it's one of the chapters yes. is tears of yes. joy. So you, yes. you got you got. No, part of it, right. But yes, it's the gift of tears. It's the gift of tears. If you've gone on Amazon already, you're so disappointed because um, you're getting the wrong book right now. Gift of tears. Yes. Um, I put tears of joy up there as I was making notes because on page 79, we talk about joy and I loved your definition of it. And then I've got the book right in front of me, but I just had the wrong header. Yeah. The gift of tears, a 10 week devotional journey. What else can you correct me on? Did I say your name right? I I mean, is it yeah, everything else was perfect? <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let me start with joy. And um, I do want to talk about just the different elements of this book. I just loved the different ways that you use so many different pieces of a puzzle or pieces of art, mosaic. Um, so I want to touch on it. And really, this is why I had tears of joy up there because of week five, page 79. But let me say this to you and to our, our listeners and viewers, um, just even starting with the scriptures, the book is full of scriptures that, you know, are just going to bless our heart, bless our soul. The interactive response. I love that this is not just a book that you read. This is a book that you get to 
and I don't want to use the word work because it sounds like work. It's not. It's something that you get to process through. How's that, people? You get to process. It's interactive. So, um, and I love, Annette, how you you guide us in the gentlest, is that even the word, the most gentle way of listening for the voice of Jesus, like mm-hmm. without just, uh, it's it's very, the Holy Spirit has just guided you in a way that um, it's just kind of set up and then you're just listening for the voice of God to speak to you. So I love how you just lead us into that place. So let me say a few more things and then I'll, I'll read that quote and why I got the book title wrong. Um, the poetry, I'm going to have you read one of your poems. I love that some of the poems were when you were 14, 16, 18 years old. Um, and uh, the poetry is really just, it's just, man, uh, just kind of interspersed throughout, sprinkled throughout, but very, very beautiful. And the parables, which we're going to have you read one of them. I, you know, I I have a question about the parables, but we'll come back to that. Um, They're very beautiful and just, you know, invite us into the presence of God. I do. I have a note. I love how in the parables in particular, um, you say Jesus and his friends. Um, I'm sure as you were writing that, you're thinking, do I say Jesus and his disciples or his followers? I love that you said friends. I have more to say, but do you have any comment on that before I continue on, Annette? We get to hear your voice more. Yeah. So basically the parables are from my own quiet times. Sometimes when I'm spending time with Jesus, I just say, Lord, what do you want to show me today? And it's like he he makes a movie go on in my head. and takes me on a journey to see something. And so each one of these parables was actually about me, but I didn't want the reader to to be feeling like, oh, well, that's Annette and her story. And so I made it into, I start out Jesus and his friend, um, and then, but then it was always she. And so um, I gave it to, to one of my my readers to, to pre-read before I published it. And, and it was a guy and he was like, yeah, but all the parables are a about she, you know, about a woman. And so I thought, okay, I'll take the ones that I can and make it into Jesus and his friends. If I can imagine that someone else could be there with me, then I yeah. made it plural and it was just they. And then one or two of them, I was just like, no, this is, this is just she. It, it is, it has to just be, you know, one person. Um, and so that's, that's the story of, of, uh, of the, the friends, Jesus and his friends. I love that. And, um, that you answered one of my questions because mm-hmm. as I was reading it, I felt like this is not just something it felt like that you had like thought, how can I express this? How can I create this? It felt like your prayer time yeah. and uh, that God was through the Holy Spirit giving you these stories, which is just yeah. beautiful. I mean, it, it feels like um, an extra I don't know what the word is. Just it's like uh, not just creative, or it, it's a, the anointed sort of touch of the Holy Spirit in the process of it. So these parables, I, I want people to understand, are really beautiful. And you're going to hear one in a bit. Um, and it would be hard to pick one of them, but uh, as I was nearing the end of the book, this one just um, kind of stood out, and I think it's going to blow 
bless somebody today. I know it is. It's going to bless me hearing Annette read it, but it's also going to bless you. Um, so yeah, that was one of my big questions. And of course, my first thought when you say like, it sounds, you know, everyone is about she or whatever. It's like, well, now you know what it's like reading the Bible because so many of the parables are about men and, you know, so many of the stories, but that did not, I, that was a beautiful little, um, pivot to invite us in. But when I was reading about the she, I mean, I felt like it was you, but I just felt like we were invited into it and, uh, and beautiful. I love then that quality of prayer life. And I know this may not be necessarily about the gift of tears, but can you talk to us about what that, I mean, how often is Jesus speaking to you in these movie parables that he's giving you? And what does that look like? How do you find that time or space to really just hear the Holy Spirit like that? Yeah, I I love spending time with God just because like it's that is my most precious time of the day of just mm-hmm. sitting down with him. And I started when I was 13, um, just writing letters to him in a time of, of deep loneliness, just yeah. saying, dear God, and then writing my thoughts out, loving it. And that was how I started connecting with him as my friend. And so throughout the years, it's like, you know, he's, he's my friend, he's my pen pal. And, um, and it's, it's morphed from, from me just, you know, writing out my teenage thoughts. Um, you know, this boy doesn't like me. What am I going to do? God? <laughs> you know, to, um, you know, being a young mom and, and just saying, what, how can I survive um, the stresses that I have right now with these little kids? And, and I love them, but it's hard. Yeah. And, you know, just writing out my thoughts and then, and then coming to the place where a few years ago, I just was um, sitting with God and just spending some time just soaking and listening to music. And, and I just said, Lord, where do you want to take me? What do you want to show me? And, and he started just showing me these scenes that, um, that you're seeing in this book. And then I'm working on another one called The Love Revolution. Uh, oh. There's going to be more coming out in that one as well. Good. And um, I found initially I would listen to the music and then watch the whole picture of where he was taking me and, and sometimes into really deep places of pain in my heart where he wanted to come and just bring healing to me in a way that uh, that maybe I wouldn't have experienced in other in other ways, you know, in, in even in um, my normal Bible reading. It's this is it's I have to have my normal Bible reading because I need to know sure. that what's from God and what isn't. Um, but it's it's the the vision of of uh, beauty that God takes me through and touches me in a deeper way. And so I started out with um, with just just listening and then I would write it down afterwards and be like, oh, Lord, help me to to remember what it is that you showed me in that say hour, hour and a half of, of just listening and, and watching what he was showing me. And then afterwards I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write it while I see it. And, yeah. so, and so then that, that was like, okay, Lord, you can, you can show me the movie all at once or, or you can just show me as I'm writing it. So then, then it's like, I'm chronicling what I'm seeing as it goes along. And, um, and then sometimes wow. I'll just stop and I'll, I'll say something to God, like, what is it that you're showing me here? Or why is this happening? Um, and then, and then I go back into it and just listening and watching for what he's wanting to show me and writing it down. And, and so then that's, I wanted to share it with people. Yes. And I, and I know like in, in this book, there are times that I was like, wow, I'm being pretty vulnerable here. 
you know, like I'm, I'm sharing my struggles. I'm sharing the, the reality of life and how it is hard sometimes. But there's just, there's just a sense that there are a lot of people out there who know Jesus and who love Jesus and who read the Bible. But I think a lot of us kind of feel like I can't really come to God with exactly what I'm thinking. I can't just pour out my heart to him because, because I'm supposed to be good. I'm supposed to have things put together and I don't want him to condemn me. And we, we know in our heads, God knows everything. God knows my thoughts, but in our hearts, we feel like I, I just can't say this to God because I don't want the rejection. And so I wanted to put it out there just to say, look, God came and met me in these times, in these difficulties, in these struggles, in these temptations, and he still loves me. And in fact, I, because I did that, I was able to receive his healing and receive his hope and receive his joy and, and just be lifted up and then get all the closer to him, just like with a really good friend. You know, you right. share with your friend and they don't bash you. They don't say, well, you're stupid. They, they say, yeah, just share. And I love right. you anyway. And that's how it is with God. And that's, that's what I long for people to receive when they look at this book. That it's not just, you know, me and my stories. It's, it becomes you and your story. Right. Right. That's beautiful, Annette. And that is, uh, and I know I'm kind of all over the map, but um, I, I want to share because one of the things I had written down was uh, the vulnerability is also very beautiful in this book. Um, and I really appreciate it for for all of us just because you do share some very vulnerable things uh, from your life. Um, and it's just authentic and it's real. So I really appreciate it just because it does invite us to understand like, man, like the psalmist, like David, you know, mm-hmm. we, we really get to share. And in that, it's not just venting, you know, it's an event where God wants to meet us there and bring healing to us. Um, so yeah, it's just beautifully done the way you've done that. And I, I love how David, David actually is one of my inspirations um, because, yeah, I believe it. you know, he has, he has the praise, like everything's great. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I, you know, I praise you with the lyre and the harp and all those things. And, and then he has the, the God, where are you? Absolutely. Why have you forsaken me? Why is life so hard? Why are these people attacking me? And, and he, he knows that God can handle it. Yes. And and then every psalm except one, he comes back with, but God is faithful, yes. but God is true. And that's that's one of the things that I try and do in this book of just say, yeah, you know what? We have struggles. God promised that we would. Right. But we also have his peace and we have his help. And he's he's just saying, yeah, come give it to me. Yes. Just just, just pour it on me. I can handle it. Yes. And then when you do. You're opening up your heart and I can just pour in my blessing. So, yeah, it's beautiful. I love David. Yeah, well, uh, he would be very proud of what you've done. This is very beautiful. And I know it's a collaboration with you and God. He's given you this, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, all of it. Um, I want to just add in a few other things, just the insights. Um, these are just some of the different sections. Mm-hmm. So, um 
the book or not sections, but just the the different vehicles that you use throughout the book to to help us to come in the presence of God. Uh, the life stories, which are some of the places where you're also being very vulnerable about your experiences. Um, one that you know I don't remember exactly, but there was a time where God was sending you to another country. You've lived all over the world, um, and I, I wrote that down: India, uh, Canada, Italy, the U.S., Hungary, Kazakhstan, Canada, Calgary, and and Toronto. Now, um, so many places. But there was one time where you really—it was like a scary place to go—and you were very honest about your feelings about you know, not wanting to go. And I don't know if you remember exactly what I'm talking about, but uh, can you share some of that? Yeah, that was, that was a really, really hard time. I, yeah. I think some people, some people like my husband are just kind of positive people that are just always kind of happy. And yeah. then there are people like me and I feel so deeply and I feel mm. the pain and I feel the stress. And, and so I have to have some way to deal with it. I'm so thankful that I know God and that I'm I'm friends with him because yeah. if not I think I would I would probably be in a very dark place. Yeah. So this was a time when we had been in Hungary for 11 years and my husband felt like there was a change ahead and that God was probably moving us over to Kazakhstan or to the to Central Asia somewhere. And I didn't know anything about Central Asia except that Christians sometimes get put in jail mm. and um it it just seemed like a really scary place to me. And so I, I talked to God about it. I'm like, I don't want to go there. I don't, I had two kids, you know, they were um, 10 and eight at the time. And I'm like, Lord, I don't, don't want to take my kids into a place that's unsafe. And so yeah. I just really struggled with it um, for a while. And then I talk about in my book, how um, I came to the place where uh, I was at a, we were uh, at a university in Canada and um, we're international workers and in residents there just doing some teaching. And so I was at a chapel service and the, the young guy who was leading the service, you know, early twenties, you know, he's preaching about the cross and he invites everyone to come forward. Who's just willing to lay down their life at the foot of, of the cross. And, and so I'm sitting there and I'm watching all these younger people go forward. And, you know, I was kind of mid thirties at the time. And, and uh, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, that's great. These these kids are going forward and they're giving their lives to Jesus. And and uh, I felt like God was saying, what about you? Mm. Are you willing to lay down your life and lay down your kids and follow me wherever I tell you to go, no matter what the cost? I'm like, oh, then I can't go forward in front of all these kids. Like, that's embarrassing. And, mm. and I just, it, it came up and I'm, I just felt like, okay, God, I'm going forward. I'm mm. going to lay it all down. And I I went down to the front and I just filled up so many Kleenexes with tears. Like just, just lay everything out. And I said, God, I just give you everything. I just poured it all out. And then I felt such an emptiness inside. Mm. And so at that point, um, I just said, Lord, I feel so empty. Would you give me a promise, something that, that you would like to speak to me? And, and so the, the words came into my mind, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Mm. And and my first thought was, well, that's not very dramatic. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's what I need. I need his presence. I need his rest. And um, and so I went home and this this is just the coolest thing. The next day, my son, who was in second grade, so I guess he was seven at that time, um, and he he had his Bible, he had a, a regular Bible that he had been reading, and 
And he came up to me, I was sitting in my quiet time chair and just talking to God. And he's like, mom, I found the coolest verse. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, what is it? And he said, look at this. It's, it's, it's like, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then he's like, you know, play on words, presence. It's God going to send gifts with us. And, and wow. I'm like, oh, did my seven-year-old son find that verse on that morning and come and bring it to me? Just, it was such a confirmation. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, yes, you are going with me. And this is so meaningful. And and you will give us rest. And And then, of course, when we got over there, we found out that it wasn't, it wasn't that scary or dangerous, especially for us as foreigners. And and he was he was with us. And I didn't need to be afraid. Like every other time, I'm so worried and I'm fearful. And I'm like, God, what are we going to do? And what am I going to do? And then the time comes, I go through it. And it's like, why did I bother worrying? Why did I so stressed? He was with me. And I, I w- would have saved a lot of emotional and physical energy if I hadn't been so stressed and worried. So yeah, that's, that's that story. That is great. I love that. I'm so glad you shared with us and uh, cause I forgot about your son and that scripture. I mean, which is just beautiful. It's really beautiful. So, um, and just to close up on just some of those elements, you know, the prayers in there, even the music, you know, links to music. And again, uh, you know, the last thing I'd written down was just the vulnerability and you share, I'll mention again, just so people don't think um, it's just, Oh, you know, you're, you're feeling like Jonah, you're feeling like Moses, you're fighting with God. Everybody feels that or whatever, but you know, you talk about uh, I think, I would say like difficult relationship challenges or just the world, my words, not yours, but just criticism and, you know, the way Satan can use words to, to hurt us from other people. So it's, uh, it's really vulnerable. It's really real. Um, but it just invites us into, and we relate to, you know, what you're going through because everybody's gone through that as well. So, mm-hmm. all right. It only took me, I've lost track of the time, but 20 minutes to get to the quote about joy, um, on page 79, I'll read this one. And then maybe after that, I can invite you to read your, your poem, um, about pride, which I think okay. is just going to bless people. Um, it's just beautifully done, but I really like this. You know, you hear people define and describe joy in different ways. Oh, by the way, I didn't even tell you. I mean, I, th- I think you're a really gifted writer as well. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So I'll read this. It'd be better coming from Annette, but I'm, this is my turn on this one. You say joy is lightness of heart, excitement in the soul. Unlike happiness, it does not require pleasantness or success. Instead, it is a choice to see the good in difficult circumstances, to be hopeful and positive when tempted to despair, and to trust in God with exuberance no matter what is happening. I just love that definition. I love the lightness of heart. Just like reading it and saying it just even now is like you can just feel some of the weight just come off. This is what joy is. It's a lightness of heart. You want to add anything, uh, you know, to what you've already written down so beautifully for us? I think joy is something that I've thought a lot about because I long for it. Mm. I just, I long to be full of joy all the time. And 
God says so many times, rejoice, choose joy, choose to have that joy. But, but part of the, you know, the, the crux of this book is where's joy in the tears? You know, the gift of tears, how is, how are tears a gift? Yes. It's so counterintuitive to think of tears being a gift. Yeah. And, and I just see joy is something that I, um, I think about and I pray about. And when I'm going through really hard times, I just say, Lord, give me your contentment. Give me your thankfulness and help me to choose joy in this. Um, one of the things that, that I love with, with the name, The Gift of Tears, yes. is that it is truly a gift. Like imagine if your life, um, or let's, let's say outdoors, if we never had rain, the earth would become parched and dry mm. and barren. Mm. It would become a desert if there was no rain. Right. And so that's where God gives rain to the land outside and even storms sometimes to clear yeah. away some of the, the garbage and, and the, 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 um, the discardable things out there. Yeah. And the same thing with our own hearts. Mm. He gives us the rain of tears because in those times we actually realize our need of God. And in many times when things are going well, we unfortunately are just kind of like, oh yeah, things are good. Yeah, God, good. You know, and, and sure. we don't really take that much time with him. But when things are hard, that's when we're like, Lord, what are you doing? Please guide me. And I realize as I look back through all the different times that I've gone through hard times, I see the beauty mm. that was was created in those mm. hard times. And I see the seeds that that had been planted um, from God's word from what other people had said to me. Yeah. And then those take root and really start growing because of the tears, because of the rain and because of the joy that God mm. brings in, in those times. Oh yeah, that is great. And that, all right, that reminds me, I'm so glad you kind of started talking about, I've got an orange over here and I've got a lemon and I don't have a corn uh, husk in front of me, but uh, that was something else that really stood out to me. Um, uh, kind of page 164, you talk about lemon, lemons, oranges, and corn. I think this is with uh, suffering. We, um, we talk, you talk about so many different things as you guide us through this 10 weeks, not day and a half, but praise, <laughs> confession, identity, oof, um, so important. I mean, they're all important, but I just think about people just trying to find their identity. Um, Thanksgiving, joy, healing, a healing. Ah, so I mean, just so important. Um, so many people, so many hurts. You have a beautiful poem. Um, for those that have gone through basically uh, abuse, I mean, really hard stuff that is going to help invite people into some healing where they thought they'll never be healed. Um, so that was beautiful. Emotions, purpose, suffering, and you close with encouragement. But since I brought up an orange and unpeeled uh, orange and lemon. Um, do you remember, can you share with us uh, your, your insights about those and suffering? Yeah, I, I just, I, in one of my times with God, I was just thinking about suffering and about how, you know, things are so hard. It was actually in that year that we were in transition between Kazakhstan and Hungary, mm. or sorry, Hungary and Kazakhstan. And, um, 
and just feeling like, you know what, I'm suffering right now. I don't like this. I don't like where you're heading me, God. And, and, and he just gave me that, that picture of how there are things like lemons that you have to cut it open. And that hurts, you know, the poor little lemon or the poor orange, you know, if it had feelings, it'd be like, ow, you know, I'm being cut in half. And then, and then it doesn't just stop there. You know, you have to take it and you have to squeeze it and press it against the, the, the lemon squeezer or whatever you're doing to make the, the juice come out. And then after all of that pressure mm. and that squeezing mm. and that pain, what do you have? You have the beautiful juice yeah. that nourishes, that gives life. And, and I felt like, wow, that is what suffering does. It hurts mm. and it squishes us. And, and in the, when we're in the middle of it, we're just saying, Lord, I don't like this. Um, but there's beauty that comes from it. Mm. And then the, 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 the corn as well, right? You've got to take the husk off. Yeah. And then, and then if you're going to, you know, to get the corn off the cob, that's a lot of cutting. And, and, um, if you want it cooked, you've got to boil it. And, <laughs> you know, like just feeling like it gave me, it gave me a tangible idea of, of what suffering is and how suffering is good. Mm. And when, when you can, when all you see is the blackness, yeah. When all you see is the pain, then it just kind of spirals down mm-hmm. and you can get your eyes off of God and just onto yourself and onto the pain. And, and, and he's okay with that, by the way, because he loves us anyway, mm-hmm. but he invites us to get a different perspective on yeah. that pain and on that suffering and just realize, you know what? I'm going to trust and hope that good will come from this. Yeah, I'm going to believe that God who promised that he will work everything together for good mm. to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I know I love him. I know I'm called according to his purpose. Mm. So therefore it will be good. Yeah. yeah. And good will come from this. So I'm going to keep that hope. Even as I look at what suffering does to an orange and a lemon and a, and a cob of corn. Right. Right. Oh, that's great. Annette. well, maybe this would be a good time to ask you if you would read um, the parable of the horse. Yeah. That, does that sound good to you? Sure. Okay. Well, I love, I love this story. This was, this was again, one of them that I'm just saying, Lord, what do you want to show me today? And yeah, so he yeah. just, I just started out and this is, this is what I saw. And I'll, yeah. I'll read you. I'm, I'll, I'll read you both days if it's okay, because that's the whole story. Oh, I would love it. Uh, yeah, I was hoping you would. Um, yeah. yeah, you need Otherwise, to get... it, ends at a, it ends at a right. kind of cliffhanger where you're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So this is part one. Shadow meets the great horse. Mm. A slender gray mare named Shadow trotted toward a large group of horses on a wide beach. The horses were all different sizes and colors, tall and short, fat and thin, old and young, black, white, brown, and gray. Shadow gathered with the others around the great horse to listen to him teach about love, sacrifice, and peace. After teaching them, the great horse sent his followers to share his message of hope and love with others. Some plunged into the sea to swim to faraway islands with the message. Others galloped north or south along the beach. Shadow noticed a powerful golden brown horse cantering north along the seashore. 
His mane flowed in the wind as he kicked up little sandstorms and left hoof prints in the sand. He seemed to run in freedom and hope, not fear. She longed for his joy. Shadow limped slowly as the horses galloped away. She had been hurt by other horses, so she could no longer gallop freely. As she painfully hobbled northward along the beach, she wondered if she would ever be able to do anything for the great horse. He had sent her this way today, but she felt so lame, so wounded, and so, so alone. Shadow identified with her name, always overshadowed by stronger horses who could do things faster and better than she could. She felt gray and purposeless, like a shadow that flitted and rested aimlessly on the ground. Why am I even here? She said with her head hung low. What can I do for the great horse? I'm useless. The sun beat down on her as it rose higher in the sky. She wondered if she should just turn away and enter the dark forest. Why should she continue in the heat of the wretched sunshine? But the forest was evil. With vicious wolves, poisonous snakes, and thorny plants. And the great horse had sent her this way on the beach. So she decided to continue, even though she felt slow and sad, and the other horses had long since galloped away to their great tasks. So that's the end of the first one. Yeah. And then and then we have like some personal reflection, like, are you or is someone you know wounded and gray like shadow? Do you wonder how God could use you to accomplish his purpose? Mm-hmm. God is inviting you to keep following his way for you, even when you feel like you have nothing to give. And so and there's some um some activities to work with that as well. But let's let's pick up with shadow because love can. it. I love it. So part two is shadow meets the great horse. Shadow limped with her head so low that she saw nothing but the sandy beach beneath her weary hoofs. She stopped suddenly as she noticed something soft and golden near her right front hoof. The large golden horse whom she had seen running so joyfully up the beach lay motionless on the sand. His eyes were slightly open and his face was contorted in pain. Hi, my name is Shadow, she said softly. What happened? My name is Golden, he replied with a strained voice. I was galloping along the beach and a shot rang out from the evil forest. It hit my shoulder and I fell. I can't go any farther. Sweat glistened all over his skin and his mouth looked dry. Shadow didn't have the strength to hobble for help. So she just stood next to Golden with her shadow covering him. The sun mercilessly beat down on her, but she provided shade for Golden to protect him from the heat. After some time, the great horse galloped up the beach toward them. He stopped and greeted them, then breathed healing into Golden's shoulder and helped him to stand. 
the bullet dropped to the ground. Golden was fully healed. Then the great horse turned to Shadow and said, Your shadow kept Golden alive until I arrived to heal him. Thank you for doing what I sent you to do. You sent me this way to be a shadow for Golden? She asked with a small shake of her head. Yes, the great horse replied. Because you were wounded, you followed him and found him. Because your body was weak and your heart kind, you stayed with him and shielded him from the burning sun. Well done. You are good and faithful. But now I would like to empower you for other service. Then the great horse breathed healing onto her lame leg and into her wounded heart. She felt his power surge through her body and soul. Instead of pain and sadness, she felt wholeness and peace. Run powerfully now with golden, my dear shadow, said the great horse, and your name will no longer be shadow. It will be diamond, because when you were weak and wounded, you were faithful to me. You are as beautiful as a precious diamond. Golden and Diamond galloped off together, full of healing and strength. Together they shared their story of healing with many others who also met the great horse and were healed. As Diamond galloped along the seashore with Golden, she saw the reflection of two horses in the water. One was a powerful, tall, golden horse. And the other, a smaller but equally powerful horse, whose hide and mane were no longer a dull gray, but instead shone brighter than silver, sparkling like diamonds. Yay! Good job! I love it! Wow! Well, that is beautiful, Annette. Thank you so much for sharing that parable. Um, man, I just, I just love it. I just feel like it's just meant for so many of us. Um, just beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for just inviting us in the presence of God with that. And that is just one. I didn't count how many parables, um, but there's, there's just a bounty of parables that just invite us into the presence of God. And, um, it's very beautiful, um, just because you do see, like, in this example, I mean, the enemy taking shots from somewhere, and you see how God uses the purpose of our own pain, um, to help us help others. I love how, you know, it goes from, uh, shadow to diamond. It's just beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. That. And I love, I love the fact that this, this wasn't my story. Right. This was yeah. something that God kind of just downloaded. Yeah. And so like I'm watching it. I'm 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 yeah. viewing yeah. it. I'm listening to it just like you are. Yeah. I'm just the one who's writing it down and then and then sharing right. what he said for other people. So I love the fact that that I can say it's it's not me. Yeah. You know, if the, the beauty in it is from God because he's the one that gave me the story. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah all glory to him. 
Oh yeah. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, all right. I, uh, yeah, I just had a thought it's gone, but that's okay. Oh, I did. <laughs> well, I, I want to ask you this. I have two thoughts, but, um, I want to ask you before I have you read your poem on pride. Um, I want to ask you when you are listening and watching these movies or when God is speaking to you, how do you discern for yourself when, it is God. And sometimes when the enemy is trying to like bring something into it, can you talk about that at all Annette? Yeah. Like I, I've, I do spend time reading the Bible each day. So because I'm as old as I am, I've, I've read the Bible, you know, for a lot of years. And so I have the, the scripture in my mind and in my heart. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm, as I'm watching what, what I'm seeing um, mm-hmm. and believe that it's God that's showing it to me, I'm, but like afterwards, I'll go back and just make sure, does, does this line up with what scripture mm. teaches? Yeah. And um, if there's something that, that maybe is, it would be celebrating fear or, mm. um, or, or making me feel like I'm condemned mm. or hopeless, then that's not from God. Because right. God says, there is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus no matter how much we struggle with, oh, I wish I could, and oh, I don't. And, you know, he, he just says there's no condemnation. And so right. if there's words of, of con- condemnation, then I know that's not from him. So I'm, I'm backing it up. Like I'm going back and forth yeah. and comparing it with scripture that's to good. make sure that what's, what is here lines up with what he says about himself and about me and, and about what's being shown in the story. Right. That's great. Is there sometimes where you have like kind of reviewed and felt like, oh, uh, this part was good, but then there was that condemnation or something go- coming in? Does that happen? Or I think, I think like not, not tangibly, like not in that sense of oh, yeah. I'm going to discard this section. Yeah. Um, I think as I'm as I'm seeing the pictures, I'm kind of doing it as I'm going along. Um, and just making sure that that what I'm seeing, that what I'm writing, fits with with God's character and with the Word of God. So that's that's more how how yeah. I do it. I do look at it afterwards and make sure. But there hasn't been yeah. a time where where I was like, yeah, no, I can't. That that yeah. was just not God. Right. Right. Okay. That's great. That is wonderful. All right. Um, do uh, you may have something else you just want to share besides uh, reading the poem uh, on pride? Is there something that you'd just like to share with us on your heart right now before you read that poem as we kind of wind down in the next few minutes? Yeah, I just, I feel like I would love to invite people into this devotional. It, it's not a, a kind of normal devotional in the sense that you have just the the thoughts and then a little scripture and, and maybe a prayer, but it's, it's a, it's an experience yes. where you yes. are taking um, the stories that I've written and you're making them your own. And yes. so I invite people to um, some people are like, just like a to Z kind of people, you know, like I've got to start at the beginning of it and I'll go through right to the end. But some people might just look at it and say, you know what? I'm really struggling with joy today. I'm going to open up. I'm going to find the mm. chapter on joy and just look at that chapter or i'm i'm really wondering what my purpose is in life and you can just go to that purpose chapter mm. and um or the the week really because there's 6 days in each week um and and then just take the book kind of piecemeal um it works that way too yeah but i do encourage you like some people again 
like to just read all the stories at once because they're like, oh, I want to know what, you know, all, right, all the right. stories. But then to go back and, and take time to go through the exercises because that's where you draw closer to God. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one lady who has walked with Jesus for years and years. She's in her 80s. And, and um, she said, you know what? I was going through the book and I just, for the first time in my life, I really heard God say something to me. Wow. In a in a kind of tangible way, I felt like God said a sentence to me that I could write down, and I was like, "That is so cool." Right. That you know, there's a lot of us um, read the Bible and we pray and talk to God, but we don't understand that that God also is willing to talk to us if right. we'll just listen. Right. And and so I encourage you to go through the exercises because that will guide you into being able to being able to hear God's voice as well. Right. And you do that, like I said before, you do that so beautifully. Just it's, gosh, I I don't know how to say it. It's not forced. It's just very, uh, there's a flow to it. And so there's not a stress or a pressure of, oh gosh, this is the time where I have to somehow listen to the voice of God. You just kind of, it's a flow and then you're there and then Jesus is just going to speak something and how beautiful that for the first time, you know, in her life, she experienced that. Um, so, and I think that's, you know, so many people like you, you may hear of someone talking about hearing the voice of God. They're like, I never hear the voice of God. Well, the gift of tears, um, is a great way to just get into that flow without stress and pressure of, uh, well, I didn't hear anything. And that person heard that you talk about envy in other places, but, um, it, you just really, you know, the Holy Spirit sets, sets us, sets us up for the win, um, with these different, um, you know, experiences that you have. And they're just, they're just easy. They're not pressure. They're not stress. And then you just find, Oh, God is speaking to me. So, um, yeah. And I'll, I'll put in one yeah, more thing here. Please do. Please um, do. It's also something that, that some of my readers have, um, used with their children, um, whether teenagers or even younger kids. Um, there's, uh, one of my readers, went through the whole book with her eight-year-old and just talked through the different sections. Um, Another one Mm. uh, did devotions together with her daughter who's 19. And she said, she thanked me at the end. Um, You can go to AnnetteFord.com and and read what people have said about the book. Um, There's uh, the section that what people are saying. And at the bottom, you can read the whole uh, story that this this, um, woman wrote who's a, a pastor and um, she went through it with her daughter and just said her daughter for the first time really was able to experience um, God's voice and listening mm-hmm. to God in a new way. So this 19-year-old with her mom was able to find something fresh in her walk with God. And, and praise God, because she's only 19. So, you know, the rest of her life is before her. Right. And, and right. who knows what, what journeys God is going to take her on. Right, right. Annette, I think, you know, this is that generation has that opportunity mm-hmm. to experience hearing the voice of God and the presence of Jesus throughout yeah. their life. And that, I mean, that can be a world changer. Yeah. You know, it's oh, not just absolutely. about, you know, what, what you do and checklist Christianity. I mean, it's about relationship. Yeah. We talk about that and this book, the gift of tears really like helps us to, to walk into that. So mm-hmm. all right, anything else? That's it. Ah, that's not true. I could say I, I could say a lot more, but we don't have hours and hours. So we'll just stop there. <laughs> well, 
Is there anything else, just an experience that another reader has shared with you that comes to mind? Those are beautiful stories that you've shared. Is there anything else that pops out? Yeah, like, um, there's there's a lady who is um, a pastor who wants to take the book and do it as a Bible study sure. um, with um, with a group of women in her church. And so I'm going to be writing um, materials for leaders to be oh. able to, so people can go through the book on their own during the week and then come together and each week has a different theme. So, you know, let's talk about joy this week. And, um, and then I'll have some, a leader guide that the, the leader will be able to take that. So she was, she was encouraged about that. Yeah. Another, another woman, yeah. um, there's each, each week you, you choose a small stone and write yes. the, the word yes. of the week on it. I call them Ebenezer stones right, because right. thus far has the Lord helped us. And, I explained in the book, if you're not familiar with that um, story um, about Ebenezer Stones, but she she started doing it and um, made beautiful stones mm. with with each word painted on it, and then the um, uh, some little flowers and stuff around it. And she found that 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 really was a tangible reminder yes. of each of these things that God is with me in my lack of purpose in my suffering in the, the times where he's calling me to be an encouragement to other people and so forth. And so she sent me a photo of it, a, a picture that's also on that, what, what others okay. are saying page. Okay. Um, right. So you can go to AnnetteFord.com and, and see that there as well. So that's, okay. that's another one. There's, there's lots of stories of people, a, nun, a young couple um, uh, who have little kids. He had been, he had come to a place of burnout and mm. was really struggling with God and with life and with dryness. And, um, he was actually one of my first readers and, and he just said, Oh, you've got to get this book out there because people like me need to hear it. And he said there were just moments where he would weep and where he'd read it with his wife and they'd um, do the exercises and, and compare notes and, and just felt like God gave him new life and new vision in his relationship with God and his relationship with his wife. And, and praise God, like it's, this is, this is what God is doing through this book. So. I, yeah, I love I love hearing how he's using it in Absolutely. other people's lives. That's yeah. amazing. All right, well, I'm just going to invite my listeners and my viewers again. Just um, you get the the feeling that I really think this book is a blessing. I hope you get that. But I want to invite you just to ask God, like, man, maybe this is a book for me to get today. Um, and you can get it. I got mine on Amazon. Maybe you can get it on AnnetteFord.com. But um, you can get this today and just just ask God. Um, this it's a great experience. You've got my endorsement, obviously, but I want to ask you, re, uh, listener and viewer, just to ask God, hey, Jesus, is this something that would really bless me right now or bless somebody else? And just see what he says or see how you're led and see what happens. The Gift of Tears, a 10-week devotional journey by Annette Ford. And I'm going to have her read one more thing for us, if you can give us a few more minutes. Um, sorry, I didn't tell you we'd be going for quite a while. So hopefully you're not missing meetings or things that have to be done. But uh, do you mind reading on page 20 the mm-hmm. the beautiful poem that you've written on pride? Yeah, absolutely. So this is called Pride. Insecurity feeds it. Self-defensiveness protects it. Jealousy stems from it. Bitterness breeds on it. Control shields it. Mercy flees from it. 
Anger grows from it. Despair rules it. It breaks promises and lives, friendships and homes, churches and nations. It makes man into his own God, people into objects, and God into a useful commodity. It is impatient, unkind, and envious, boastful and conceited, rude, self-seeking, and easily angered. It keeps detailed records of wrongs. It delights in evil and shuns the truth. It never protects, never trusts, never hopes, never perseveres. It never allows for failure. It fills its mouth with prophecies and tongues and its mind with knowledge. It insists it knows fully and prophesies perfectly. It admits no imperfection or fault. It talks like a child, thinks like a child, and reasons like a child. Even in adulthood, it does not forsake childish ways. It convinces itself that the poor mirror reflection is reality, and seeing face to face is fearful and to be avoided. It wants to know fully now and seeks to never be fully known. And now these three remain, doubt, despair, and pride. But the worst of these is pride. I just think that is inspired. I think that is great. Mm -hmm. And then under that, and I meant to mention the Ebenezer stone too. I had it written down, but I missed it. Um, You say, choose a small, smooth stone and write the word confession on it. Place the stone where you will see it and remember to confess your sins to God and live in purity. Um, Annette, just, uh, man, just thank you so much for being obedient to God in this and being vulnerable um, and just walking us into the presence of God. And I love the creative aspects of so many different um, elements that you've put together. So it's just beautifully uh, written and put together. And it just flows in a just really great way. And the interaction that you invite is just great, too. I have one other question. Just the study guide that you mentioned, um, how would that be available for someone who wants to take that to their Bible study yeah, so that's going to be on my website. It okay. is not written yet, um, but when gotcha. it is, I will have um, I'll have it available on the website. You can go okay. onto the Gift of Tears page. There will also be a resources page. Um, yeah, so you'll be able to get it there. Okay, all right. Can I just pray for our listeners before? Please, before we go? Uh, yes, that would be great. That would thank be great you. in it. Yeah. God, I thank you that you love us. You love us just the way we are. Mm. I thank you that you have called us, you've chosen us, and you've empowered us to not live in despair and defeat, but to walk into victory. And Lord, there's some people who are listening right now who feel so discouraged today. Mm. And maybe they've just come on and, and, and they're saying, I don't know what the next step is. Lord, I pray that you would show them the next step. And I pray that you would put your arms around them and envelop them in your love that you would give them a sense of peace and a sense of hope that good can come and will come because you are a good and powerful God and you love us. And so I pray that that each one who's listening, that's watching today will experience your power in a new way. Maybe it'll just be a little seed that will grow and grow and become uh, an amazing tree in the future. Or maybe you just want to take 
their life the way it is right now and use them in a powerful way to bless other people. Lord, so often we just feel like I'm nobody and I can't do anything, but you've gifted each one of us to be bold and to be strong and to go out. And I pray that you would help us to count the cost and to follow you because you are so worth it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That is great. And that thank you for praying for our viewers and our listeners. The book is The Gift of Tears. And um, uh, I think the invitation from Jesus is just to experience maybe for some people a new facet of their relationship with God and uh, to give it a shot. I mean, I, I, Jesus wants to speak and He's so very kind, and this is just a great way just to walk into his presence and hear what he wants to say. And it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be encouraging, and it's going to lift you up, and it's going to build you up. So, Annette, thank you for building us up and encouraging us. Thank Um, you. Yeah, and thank you for taking time um, to share with us about the gift of tears. And I just want to close um, this segment as we always close and uh, with the Apostle Paul and what he writes and why we're very bold. And it is just a reminder. I mean, the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, they want to speak to you. They want to love you. They want to help you to walk out of darkness, walk in the light. They want you to to equip you to fight off the flaming arrows of the evil one, uh, to fight the lies. They want to help you. They, In your time of need, they want to give you grace and mercy, all of it. Um, Jesus just loves you so much. And as you walk into his presence and you feel that power and you feel that love, then you're invited to be bold with sharing with other people even if it's just buying a book and giving it to someone that's that can be very bold today and just saying hey check this book out Uh, maybe it's somebody that it's a friend and you're like hey i'm doing this book you want to do it with me i don't i don't know what it is god's going to put it on your heart and you're going to listen and it's going to lead to something good and it's going to be a blessing for you so The Apostle Paul, he put a little better than I can and a little more succinctly than I can. He said in 2 Corinthians 3.12, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold, radio and podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.